Welcome back, Intimates. Thank you so much for actively making intimate interactions possible with Patreon. I'm excited to share intimate conversations with you so you can live your most connected, enriched, and authentic life. My friend Sapphire is back to chat about the thinning of the veil tonight on Samhain, or as you might know it if you're not pagan, Halloween. Some of you might be celebrating All Saints Day, the evening before, by which I mean All Saints Eve, the evening before All Saints Day, especially if you're Catholic. And in fact, more traditional Catholics, it's certainly in some specific parts of Europe, take All Saints Day seriously enough to actually go to the graves of their loved ones and pray for their departed dead to help them get from purgatory into heaven. Some of you, especially in Latin America and the United States, might be getting ready to connect with your departed relatives over the next couple of days on Dia de Muertos. Or maybe this is just another day for you in the two weeks before Diwali. This year is going to be celebrated on November the 14th. Keep in mind that Indians don't follow the Gregorian calendar, any, any European calendar, um, which means like last year it was on October 27th, the year before it was November 7th. So it just, it moves around based on the Indian calendar. So perhaps you're celebrating that tradition or maybe a different one. There are many, many traditions worldwide. If I miss you, please feel free to write in and let me know. And on the topic of tolerance and inclusion of all the different things, I want to shout out Islamic Emperor Mohammed bin Tughlaq, apologies for mispronunciation, who ruled from his court in Delhi, India from 1324 to 1351 for being the first Muslim emperor ever to celebrate a Hindu festival in his court. One of the reasons the Mughals made up a quarter of the world's GDP at their height, eclipsing even the superpower of the age, the Ming Dynasty, was their inclusion of many different cultures in their empire. And India has always been a bit of that sort of uh, cultural, I don't want to say buffet, but collection. There are so many different traditions. They're so old. There's so much. They're so varied. Ultimately, including all of that in one state cannot be easy. And I can't imagine that the rise to power of any any organizational body of India has been without incredible complexity. But the point I'm trying to get to is that I really hope we can learn from those sorts of examples, encouraging those around us to be tolerant and inclusive, especially as we approach um, a divisive and polarizing election, as well as upcoming season, potentially, what with the winter holidays being polarizing as well. So speaking of these collections of diverse cultures and traditions, for many of us secular folks like myself, Halloween is just that. In Vancouver, Canada, a.k.a. the unceded stolen lands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples, especially where I live, the Musqueam people, it barely resembles to me the tradition of All Saints' Eve, even though technically Halloween and All Saints' Eve are the same holiday. This modern version of Halloween with trick-or-treating and horror movies and autumn harvest feasting, you can see that as deriving directly from Samhain, from the pagan traditions, or if you're Catholic, you can think of it as All Saints' Day feast, but a day early. It doesn't really matter. Ultimately, modern holidays are, in many cases in Vancouver anyways, an excuse to curl up warm after dinner and share some laughs with those who matter most to you. And I can't think of a time that's been more interrupted than this year, pandemic 2020. It's made so many things harder for so many of us, especially those of you who are currently unpartnered or living alone. I encourage you to reach out and connect with groups online. There are plenty of folks on Discord or Reddit or many other places. You can usually get to them from just a phone, even if you don't have a computer. There are plenty of people out there just as or more desperate than you are for a warm human voice to talk to. If you're really struggling and you can afford it, consider joining some kind of distraction as a service provider like World of Warcraft, or if you don't have any money, something like Heroes of the Storm or Modern Warfare, or if those aren't for you, some other game, something free. 
because those are free and there are many other free online gaming communities. There are tons. So please do plan for the upcoming dark months of the year. We are fast approaching that sort of winter low point that many folks experience. And I'm incredibly grateful to have found the mental health medication that works so well for me. I encourage you to check in with yourself. Are there things you could be doing to plan better for the months ahead? Do you need to talk to a GP about starting medication or maybe that's not right for you? Do you feel anxious about that or nervous about that or just too depressed to do that? Are there friends that you could talk to? Maybe give them a phone call or send them a text if phones are too stressful for you. What, what could you sort of be doing right now? Maybe you might want to be looking into sliding scale counseling. Uh, some of it is very readily available in the Vancouver area. Please feel free to message me or email me. You can always get a hold of me um, at any of the usual places. You can go onto Facebook as well, um, slash Intimate Victor. You can go to intimatevictor.com, look for my contact info. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's all over the place. Um, but the point is, Reach out and connect if you need more information about resources. I'm always happy to give them out, especially to anyone who engages with me online or listens to my podcast. Personally, I do medication. I am on Vortioxetine, and it's extremely helpful for me. I do counseling. I do it every couple of weeks. I'm doing my best to sort of reach out and connect with friends. Um, it, is, it is not easy to be doing workbooks to work on my mental health, and even with all that stuff that I do, I'm not even suggesting any of those solutions for me are necessarily right for you. I just want to remind you that they're options and sort of poke you a little and say, hey, have you thought about these things? Because those winter months are coming up, friends. And I've suffered my entire life with seasonal depression. So for me, it's really big in my mind. It may not be a big deal for you at all. And now that we've been sort of reminded of those tools and we've talked about the origins and various traditions of Halloween and all the self-care that comes part and parcel with the season... Let's go to Sapphire and hear about the thinning of the veil here on Intimate Interactions. Even before I was pagan, officially pagan, because I've been pagan 20 years, mm-hmm. Halloween was always my favorite holiday. <laughs> like, right. like, I've always loved dressing up. I've always liked spooky stuff to an extent. I'm not a big, huge fan of horror movies, but I love like ghosts and stuff like that. And I've always believed in spirits and, and the other world and, and their like life after death and that kind of stuff. Uh, And so the added layer of it, Samhain and the pagan new year and the veil thinning and that Mm -hmm. the veil thinning means that the veil is the, I'm not going to say imaginary because for me, it's real. Right. It's the border um that's the other word i could use but between worlds yeah between worlds so it's the sort of barrier that's the word i was looking for yes the barrier between our world and the spirit world and on Samhain it is at its thinnest and therefore we and this is why there's a lot of lore and 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 knowledge like stories around this time of year about sp- uh, spooky stuff like right. ghosts and, and, and stuff like that and witches and, and stuff like that. And a lot mm-hmm. of the culturally popular stuff that we do at Halloween is based in that sort of history and lore to either honor the dead or protect us from the like spirits and stuff going on at this time of year. Uh, and it, it's really... It really depends on the cultural cultural there's there's a lot of cultures like um the in um 
South American and Mexican who have the the Day of the Dead, the Dia la Mortes, which honor the dead, which is yeah. actually November first. Um, who like they have parties and stuff, and they decorate the graves and they do the the the, the candy skulls, and there's a huge lore yeah. about it, and people can look it up themselves. And I think it's super yeah. fascinating. Um, there's there's also the Catholic lore as well. Yes. That there's the whole three day festival with like All Saints Day, All Saints All Hallows Day, Eve. yeah, which is also connected in 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 honoring of the people who have passed away in in mm-hmm. usually within from one day of the dead to the or, or uh, All Saints Day to the next. Right. Um, usually within that year, they honor the people who have died within that year. And Samhain is similar in that because <laughs> go figure a lot of christianity traits i could go on about this have based in paganism <laughs> stuff yay i can yeah. go on but i won't but yeah like and Samhain is similar is that a lot of Samhain and and pre- preparing for Samhain is setting up your your personal altar with um honoring people who have uh, who are you are connected with who have either passed away within the year or like even within your lifetime it really depends person to person and the mythology they follow um but it is like yeah we're because the veil is so thin we're we're making that connection to the spirit world um a lot of uh, like Celtic tradition, the Viking tradition, uh, Wiccan, which is a very popular um, sort of religion following in the pagan community, has mm-hmm. on Samhain we we set an extra um, place at our tables. At our we have a you know when we have dinner we set an extra a meal at our dinner for the unknown visitor. So basically anybody shows up on how on Samhain on Halloween night will be immediately welcomed into your house and given um uh protection against like there's um what's the word oh it's escaping me at the moment it's not like a sanctuary or anything not kind of like sanctuary Oh, darn. It'll, it'll come to me at like 3 a.m. Anyway, sure. <laughs> so they're, they're welcomed in and they give a sort of like protection and then you're offered them food and stuff. And and this this food, even if it doesn't get eaten by anybody, is sort of given to the spirits and, and you can leave it on your altar or leave it outside for like the spirits and the fey folk, like fairies and stuff like that, whatever you personally believe in, right. as to honor those things and to mark that time of... of, of you know, transition between the old year and the new year. And a lot of that is also like um, in the pagan calendar, it is everybody thinks that the solstice, the first day of winter, the longest day of the year, or shortest day of the year is like the new year, but it is now as this is sort of like um, the days start to get longer after that. And we're sort of coming into that really, mm-hmm. really dark time. Um, so Samhain is that really, really dark time and it's trying to mm-hmm. mark that time of, of, it's really dark, it's really rainy and it's where we're trying to like protect ourselves and, and hunker down. And because when we get to Yule, to when we get to um, midwinter, like when we get to the some winter solstice is that that is the shortest day of the year. Yeah, that is the darkest time. But after that, the days get longer. Right. We start mm-hmm. creeping our way to spring and things, you know, you start to it feels <laughs> less dark. So it's mm-hmm. it's this time between 
um, now, Mabon, Samhain, then Yule, this, this next, like, six, 12 weeks, three months, is kind of that darkest time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having those markers, having those acknowledgments of, of, hey, it's dark right now and we're, you know, we're going to honor the things we've done in this past year, whether it's like our harvests, whether it's our, our, our accomplishments for this year, whatever form that may involve, um, you know, marks that time. And it's, it's right. really fascinating because the history behind it all, and I, I, I am far no expert. I know a little, <laughs> You, you know a lot I from do, my perspective. I know a fair bit, and and I'm still learning. But it is fascinating how that that like Halloween in the cultural sense is a sort of fun time where we dress right. up and we decorate, do do jack o' lanterns and hand out candies and stuff. But if you if you research the the history um, mm. behind all this. Um, culturally speaking, uh, and depending on the culture, it's really... It can be quite somber, yeah. It's quite somber, but it also is joyful, too, because mm. because you are also, like, it's not like, oh, my, my grandmother passed away and I miss her. It's like, you know, my grandmother passed away and these are the favorite things that she really loved, so I'm placing them out in honor of her and remembering her and her good life and what she's done and, and honoring her memory or... Right. Or, you know, and stuff like that. It is... is it's super interesting and it's also... I find for me super beneficial um, because it is something that helps me (sighs) mark the passage of time (laughs) because I I find that in this day and age, especially these days, is that we often get caught up in our everyday hustle and bustle and, Mm -hmm. and, and technology and all that other stuff that's going on these days that Mm -hmm. we lose track of time we lose track of connection to our fellow human beings and to to especially with covid yeah especially with covid and um and i'm not i'm not saying that everybody has to be spiritual (laughs) sure because not that doesn't work for everybody sure (laughs) i know a number of folks who are who are um agnostic and um atheist thank you like (laughs) Like, there's another one there's the other one who are atheist but uh there are ways for people like that to mark those times definitely like ritual and marking the passage of time and especially marking transitions are really important to people yeah and there there's there is lots of resources out there for folks who who are you know agnostic or 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 atheist or other mm-hmm. denominations religious yeah. other umbrellas of stuff that might that might not cover the to to sure. mark this time um right there are humanist celebrants yeah. that celebrate transitions yeah. um and there are others as well yeah i mean i, I do what works for me whatever works for you you do you. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. That's something Brenny Brown says is really important is the way that Brenny Brown as a researcher defines spirituality is having a connection or relationship with 
something greater than you and it can be literally anything that you perceive to be greater than you so have and i often use this example but having an unbroken chain between the first cell that ever was alive that gave rise to all life on earth now Mm -hmm. um not that that cell was necessarily the first to ever become alive but that it is the ancestor of every cell on the planet alive today from that first cell all the way down through the ages Every organism has lived long enough to get to adulthood, reproduce, and see its children get to adulthood, even if it died first. Yeah. Uh, There's an unbroken chain all the way to you and me. One of my favorite quotes, uh, because my husband Scott is an atheist and he's a huge fan of Carl Sagan, is uh, we're all made of stardust. Mm. And that's a quote from, uh, there's more to it, but that's condensing it quite a lot. Is yeah, from Carl. we are all star stuff. Yeah. I also really like Carl Sagan's, if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Yeah. Uh, like. <laughs> but we're getting a, distracted. Yeah, I'm getting distracted. Well, <laughs> we're I getting mean, distracted. For me, helping, being a, I was to say that going back to this, like marking, finding stuff that is not spiritual or secular is mm-hmm. that even acknowledging that it is fall and the leaves are changing and yes those leaves it might be like oh that sucks because now it's winter but that's a market passage of time it is fall right. another cycle it'll be winter and it'll be spring and then you'll get it continues so even if you can acknowledge the physical changes happening in our earth right now without attaching any kind of spirituality to them still mm-hmm. marks the passage of time Right. And, and those you rituals can, are important. Yeah. And you can acknowledge that and be like, and, and have, and, and be like, look forward to stuff in the winter. Like, winter sucks. Don't get me wrong. I personally am not a huge fan of winter. Sure. <laughs> but one of my favorite things about winter is when it actually does snow significantly because I love how quiet the city can get when it snows. Mm-hmm. And, and and listening to that quiet and and being in my home bundled up with a blanket and hot chocolate and stuff and enjoying that moment. I don't have a fire to sit in front of, but if I did, I would. <laughs> right. But you know, it's it's and and but also in that moment, also acknowledging that yeah, it is winter, but soon it will be spring. You know, and when it is, you know, the early January, February, seeing that first crocus, seeing that first snowdrop, I'm going, yay! You know? <laughs> but you don't have to be pagan or spiritual or any other religion that might mark sure. time in a secular way. You can just eat ham or turkey. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Even if you you celebrate the traditional holidays of Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and, the, the, you know, all the ones throughout the, the year, Christian that one. still marks yeah. time. Right. So find what works for you <laughs> and, and try and find that moment of celebration because I think we're all going to need it in the next little while. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sapphire, so for being welcome. awesome. You are such a great guest. Thank you. So how was it, Intimates? Did you love something you heard? Or maybe you're upset by something I said? Leave your comments on facebook.com slash interactions, or you can go to patreon.com slash victorsalmon, where you can find our Discord server. All of these communities are available on intimatepodcast.com, and I genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon. If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful. It's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. 
And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of Intimate Interactions. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler, and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.